You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. There it is. Yep. It's been a minute. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show that uh, gives you geek news, nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I think I messed that up, but it's okay. I'm Joe Braswell, joined as always by my man Achilles Shine. What's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just moving and grooving, man. We've been uh, traveling a bit, handling oh. some business. Oh, it's been a while since we graced the studios here at BHL yeah. to do our uh, G&T thing, but we're, we're glad to be back. We haven't we haven't traveling and working and shooting and doing all the things that we do in our non-podcast lives, but... Uh, you know, we, we, we landed at a perfect time because a lot of stuff's happening, including E3. Absolutely. Which we were, uh, which we were involved in, um, this week and an opportunity to go and, and see just about everything, you know, everything to do with anything involving the world of video games and yeah, consoles man. and everything else. So we're going to, you know, do a middle section, talk about that, uh, and kind of get into that because we, we saw a lot and we have a lot of thoughts. And we definitely want to, um, you know, unpack all that stuff. But for sure. As, but first, let's get to like a couple of these these stories that that these hot stories that are here now. Um, we're talking a lot about Apple, you know, um, and the, the purchase of Beats and how that whole thing went down. And um, you know, now now that that's happened. Now, you know, people, analysts are trying to unpack it and try to figure out what is Apple's game. Yeah, what's ta- the strategy? Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> we, we know Apple has iTunes mm-hmm. and, you know, Beats Music is, is a, is a subscrip- subscription service. Correct. Um, iTunes is, has messed with that model. That iTunes is just a pay service. You buy it. Right. So what are they doing there? And the speculation is really, um, to get Apple, for Apple to get into the TV business. Right. Um, the, the theory here is that, you know, look, looking at like a Netflix or an HBO or some of these other models where, you know, people pay to get television movies and get, and to get that content, a subscription based mm-hmm. service. Uh, and Apple already has a service where they can't really mess with a subscription based service because their iTunes model is you purchase the movies and television shows. Right. They may be able to use this Beats engine to be able to run a Netflix like subscription service situation. Now, they're not necessarily saying they're going to get into the, the business of making their own content like right. HBO and Netflix, but it is is an alternative in the Apple universe for sure. with the Beats brand for them to be able to do this. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's definitely a, a pairing of uh, relationships. I think Steve Jobs and Jimmy Iovine, you know, had an enduring relationship when he was still around, and I think that's a big big reason why uh, iTunes was successful because Steve Jobs literally went door to door, you know, to the music industry, yeah, um, trying to get them to, to support this this new model to save the music industry. So I think now fast forward to 2014, like, you know, the industry has changed and I think it'll, it'll be difficult to, to do that now with television. So, but I think the acquisition of Beats Music and having Jimmy Iovine as such a, a pivotal, in a pivotal leadership position is going to help them kind of like spread 
um, the net to television because he has those relationships. Right. I mean, Universal Music is. I mean, Universal owns Universal Music and all those television shows under Universal. Like yep. Jimmy Iovine is all in the fold. So to have him kind of heading the digital department or heading the television, you know, sector of it, I think that's the strategy. So. It's a good strategy. I like it a lot. And it's funny, you know, people people don't realize. Yeah, uh, you know, Steve Jobs did it to go door to door, and Jimmy Ivey was early, an early, early adopter of of iTunes and 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 embraced the strategy. And there's that there's that great video that's on YouTube now of one of the announcements, one of the um, the big Apple, you know, the uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Um, the announcements. Yes, yeah, they're called. Uh, I forget what they're called. Never mind. But yeah, the big uh, the, the big Apple thing and. Um, Steve, uh, I'm dropping it. Steve Jobs has Jimmy I uh, has a Dr. Dre right. on on Facetime. Right, 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 it's, right. It's, it's a funny conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Steve Jobs, like, "Hello, Dre, is that you? <laughs> Hello, Steve, are you making beats up there, Dre? It's it's a funny. It's on YouTube, but it's really really funny. I like it a lot. Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that works uh, out. Um, I want to keynote. That's what I'm looking for. The keynote. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I want to I want to note this too in terms of I think. Like all the audio devices, obviously that Apple will produce will be branded with Beats, and I think that you know they will expand, obviously, um, their product line. Aside from you know just the the Beats music subscription, they're going to expand the product line um, and I'll have more hardware. But I think, again, you know the strategy is for them really to. And I, I mean, I know this is all speculation, but. Apple Apple wants to drop in their TV. They want to be in the television business for years. I think this is the move. Like this is the this is the the veal, the the un. I guess this will be unveiled, but this is the way that they're going to do it. Sure. Is that the real logo, or is that a mock up? I think that's a mock up. Okay. That's you know that's kind of. I do. I, wait, I don't just, know. One one last thing on that. I mean, it's, it, it works. Yeah. Um. One last thing on that is, yeah, Apple's also known, I mean, has been known over the years aesthetically for their design, you know, and and, and sort of like, you know, people, the prestige of their design and, and what they've been able to do over the years has been, you know, won awards and been, it's been one of the main reasons people came over to left PCs to go to Apple because they just looked cooler. They just kept doing that and Steve Jobs kept pushing that and pushing that. Ironically, same thing with Beats. You know, Beats headphones, aside from the you know the audio quality, superior audio quality, they look great, yeah. and the B and they look they look fantastic. So it'll be interesting to see that you know the the the, the design blend of what they were able to do with Beats and that branded design and what Apple's able to do and how they fuse it together. That's why I was wondering if that was the logo because it, it, hopefully it's, it seemed like a good marriage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. We'll I see mean, if they fuse them or if they keep them separate. But for sure. Anyway, so moving on. So another another big thing. That we were talking about, um, folks were talking about this week, is the World Cup started yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything's dropping, man. Everything's happening. Yeah, so um, a lot of activity in the world. A lot man. of activity. We're, we're very, <laughs> very excited. We're very not excited to, to, to be here instead of Brazil. I know we both <laughs> would love to be in Brazil right now. Man, I'm, I'm hating myself for not being over there right now, man. Watching, should... watching all those opening ceremonies. All of that, man. Pitbull and J-Lo <laughs> and everybody shaking around. I was like, where are we? Blah. Yeah. But, um, but what's interesting about the World Cup, aside from the fact that, you know, uh, it, this is like I watch, so I, I watch uh, soccer or football, as they call it overseas, uh, once every four years. Yeah. And I will say that. Now, I'm a fair weather fan, but... But when World Cup happens, I am dialed in. All I am the way. all about it. Entrenched, invested all the way, man. It's exciting times, man. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, there's there's not a time. I mean, aside from the Olympics, I think even the World Cup might be more exciting than the Olympics. Yeah. Or the whole world is paying attention, rooting for their country, and yeah. it's like they're going hard. Like this is they're like going hard, like revolutionary, yes. almost like, like die hard for my country. Exactly. We saw that. Yeah. We saw that four years ago, uh, and I think we'll see it here now. And for uh, sure. it, it's exciting. But the reason why we're talking about it on our show is. Much like the Super Bowl, we talked about this when the Super Bowl passed. This is going to be like the the most the, they're calling sort of the biggest media event ever. Absolutely, and and not only because of you know eyeballs will be on it from around the world. Obviously, you know it's you have every country mm-hmm. you know competing in this thing, so every country <laughs> will be you know televising it mm-hmm. and, and watching it. Not only because of that, which is the obvious, but. This year, again, we're, we're folding in social media. We're yeah. folding in de- multiple devices. We're folding in people with an iPo- mm-hmm. iPhone, iPad, mm-hmm. watching the TV, engaging mm-hmm. Twitter internationally, cross-cut, hashtag. I mean, it's, it is engagement at, at, its, at its height. Yeah, Joe. I mean, I feel like the last World Cup, Facebook hadn't even gone public. There was no Instagram. Yeah. Like, So you have all these new social media outlets and networks that people are entrenched and engaged with on. And they will be, you know, using that during the World Cup. Like companies are doing activations, hashtags, all tied into yeah. the World Cup. It's, it's a lot of product. It's a lot of ex- experiential things that are happening. And like never before has like a worldwide event. I mean, aside from the Olympics, but a worldwide event will be on this scale. I think I read a statistic that said um, the hashtag World Cup in the last three days was more than all the uh, all the the. Uh, the, the post for the Olympics in the last three days just for the World Cup. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that makes sense I mean, because, you know, people engagement. It's just, and what, what they talk about, too, is that it's not just about, like, the Olympics. Of course, you have people watching. You have everyone in the world is watching the Olympics. It's great. Same thing. Countries watching. Mm-hmm. The difference is the, the soccer fan is a different is different from the gymnastics fan or yeah. the or the biathlon, biathlon fan or whatever it is. Soccer fans are extremely passionate, for extremely sure. engaged, and they are very social. For, for so sure. it, 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 we've never seen anything like even football fans yeah. aren't, aren't this social, aren't, yeah. aren't this level. So we haven't really seen anything like this. You know, I mean, so that we'll, we'll, and I, I think culturally it's a it's they're social because again, like aforementioned. Um, like people are rooting for their their country, the national pride. So, you know, people are. It's more of a groundswell to you know be able to you know shoot out a tweet or post a picture with your flag in the background, your color right. zone or whatever, rooting for your team because you know it's building it's building community. Even right. though it's a world community, people are still rooting for their own niche, their own country. And I think that's why it's going to be like just mo- momentum behind it on on the social media man i mean you know uh i i don't, I don't know how what, what the what the what the metrics are how you measure all these all this measured individually collectively mm-hmm. but i mean really to see some sort of like breakdown on on 538 or nate silver do some sort of breakdown of like statistically who's watching now just engagement you know those numbers i mean it's like it's incredible here's a here's a cool thing that uh pinterest is actually doing um they they partner with espn and uh tripadvisor where in each city, um, you can drop uh, a, a company can drop a pin and say, "Hey, this is the spot to be for you to watch the World Cup." And so it's a way for for restaurants, for bars to be able to promote themselves right. and galvanize fans. So, like, hey, right. if you don't want to be at the crib watching it, yo, you could go to the local bar and check out Pinterest to see, you know, what your options are. Right. And then you go there, and, and and then after the World Cup is over, people still will have you know knowledge of the new sports bar or the the yeah. best place to watch the sports game. So that's just an example that Pinterest is doing using social media to like you know integrate themselves with the World Cup. Endless brand opportunities, endless branding opportunities. 
All right, so we'll be watching as well and, and engaging and tweeting and doing all that stuff. So uh, moving on, let's talk about um, Amazon. Uh, Bezos has finally announced this. Uh, it's kind of a ho hum announcement, but we got to cover it. it, it <laughs> they, they, they've announced their 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 their, their uh, music service like late to the party, late to the game. I know, <laughs> telling you, man. Uh, you know, yeah, Prime Music. <laughs> you know, their player. I mean, it's you look. Know, well, yeah, you know, we, we talked a lot about Amazon and Bezos and, and taking over the world and everything else, but this just feels like, you know, basically if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get it free. If you're not, you can do the sort of like Spotify subscription-based, but with, you know, Beats Music and Spotify and, and, and all the others that have, that have been launched, uh, this seems late. Now, I think that, you know, Bezos is sort of betting on this whole prime being the in all be all you know for for content mm-hmm. and everything else and these prime members being able to say if you're a prime member you get everything including music including books including mm-hmm. services including you know film and uh, what the the thing the thing about this prime service uh for music is that you know there's no new releases until no. 6 months after they come out right so you're you're pretty much you know getting old catalog music however um for pandora which is a free service that's who they're going after because I mean, essentially, this is for the prime um, user. It's a free service, right. and so they want you know instead of that that guy or that girl going to Pandora to listen to music at work or wherever, yo, just use this one. Right. And so that's that's kind of like the strategy. And also, people that use Pandora and uh, in in some people use it in their offices and use it other mm-hmm. places as well. And this is, it's good for that. And yeah, frankly, there 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 aren't not everyone's an early adopter when it comes to music. Everyone everyone is most people are, you know, most of America is six right. months to a year behind. You know. So, but I mean, I, I think I get it though. You know, you have you have you know the tablet, whatever. You have you know all the the applications on the tablet, and then to have a music service is smart. Yeah. I mean, because you you want to be able to you know just stay on the tablet, stay you know with that device instead of having to hop on somewhere else to hop on a different app or whatever to listen to music. So you, right. I get it for that sense. I, I do think that you know it's it's part of a larger. It's just it's just one more piece in the larger strategy, which is why the announcement wasn't a big you know. Guess what? Right, you know, right. it was just more of like, you know, oh, oh, and also we're doing this, you know. So I think people expected it to be more like when it was buzzed about in 2013, like mm-hmm. Amazon's coming out with a music player, you know. Then now, now this here, it's kind of like, eh. but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I still betting on Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, Apple's not spending 3.2 billion on <laughs> Amazon no, Prime no, Music. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, and then one last thing I want to touch on, which is a sad, sad, sad story, but it, 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 media wise, it's happening too. Is this whole Tracy Morgan story? Is is really really crazy, um, you know. But um, and then sad, you know. You got that horrible car crash, and um, you know TMZ being TMZ had, is running this video. Was running this video, the actual crash video, which had you know. I mean, people were killed. You know, people, four people critically injured. It had uh, you know one comedian being pulled out of the car mm-hmm. unconscious, uh, and you know, um, it's uh, Artie 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 Fuqua. So that's not cool. So. Um, Louis C.K. has really been vocal on Twitter and otherwise, like, take the video down. Mm. Jed Apatow has has, has also been very vocal about this. I mean, TMZ is TMZ, but what do you think about this? I mean, we live in a world of video. We live in a world of, you know, uh, everything is captured. So everyone has cameras, like, and that's how we communicate. That's how we learn. So, I mean, I think it's useful most of the time. But, I mean, I I think we should still have class and taste. And I think that's kind of like what the argument is. Like, man, my man 
Tracy Morgan is an awesome comedian and entertainer. Like, <clears throat> show some regard and respect to him. Like, don't put, you know, all of his business out there. However, there's millions of people that want to see content like that. So from a brand's perspective, I can see why. And TMZ obviously wants to capitalize every moment they can get. So I can I can see why they would do it. But from a, from a you know, ethical perspective, it's, it's classless. It, seems, it definitely seems a little macabre, to say the least. I mean, I get that you want to show the video, but... I mean, someone died in that crash. So yeah. you're watching someone die. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Then you're watching four people who critically injured. These people may or may not make it. We don't know mm-hmm. if they're not in the woods yet. So, I mean, I don't want to be watching over and over again the video that, that killed all these people. And then, and then lastly, you've got uh, one of the people who's critically injured, you know, Fuqua, getting pulled out of the wreckage mm-hmm. unconscious. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's really, really, his, his daughter is, you know, is, is, is doing this petition, you I, know. I mean, but. So, so would people have this argument, you know, when like JFK got assassinated? Stop yeah. playing the video; they play it all the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the so what's, film. What's the difference? I mean, you know, I don't know. That that's 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 a deeper argument. I mean, the, just, the playing, film, just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but no, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, it's pretty film. First of all, it wasn't even seen for for years after the fact. I you know it'd be interesting what, if it what what. what if that happened today, that's another whole separate rabbit hole to go down. But if the JFK assassination happened today, and everyone with iPhones from every angle, it would be a lot different from... I mean, uh, think about the World Trade Center. Yeah. Over and over and over yeah, again yeah, for yeah. days and days and weeks and weeks. The yeah. same looping video. Yeah. That's the world we live in. It's true, man. It's just sad. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's get off of that and let's get to something a little more happy. In some cases, a little more happy. Uh, E3, you know, Yee. we were there. The Electronic <laughs> Entertainment Expo. Man, uh, I'm <laughs> I've been going to this thing for like 10 years plus, maybe longer. Um, and, uh, you know, my first, before we get into the announcements, just my, my, my first thoughts is, you know, I just felt like, you know, I remember about five, about six or seven years ago, five, six years ago, I felt like it was at its zenith, at its height. I mean, I felt like, you know, during the rock, the rock band days and, 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 and when, when we had just more and more and more software developers spending more money. I mean, so many software developers have like, you know, crashed, but we had the floor was full of people and full of, you know, uh, props and things happening and, and, and buzz. And I'm not saying it wasn't like that this year. We were there on the last day as well. So it seemed kind of a little like it was winding Lackluster. down. Yeah. It was winding down, but I'm talking about just actual presence on the floor, walking to the, walking to the two buildings, which are massive in LA. Um, it just felt like I felt a lot, a lot of empty space, you know, in the back, like the cavernous areas. So it felt like the industry shrinking. Now the industry itself is still making billions of dollars. It still surpasses the movie industry in terms of the money it makes. So it's not slowing down. In fact, it's, it's making more money than it did five, six years ago. So it's an interesting juxtaposition as to why the show feels a little smaller. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think that's just uh, perception. I think you know where we went, where we placed ourselves. Maybe we didn't see. Um, you know everything, and I think I think it's the third day. I think you know people shut down early. I think that you know some of those, like you said, those cavernous areas. Yeah, those are areas that probably just shut down. We're out of here. You know, because right. to be placed there anyway, you're not you're not you're not the <laughs> the true. red carpet brand. So, right. um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I I think you know E3 is an amazing experience. If you haven't gone, you should definitely go. Like you're going to see some incredible things. Like just the the installations, like the, the the design of some of the booths, just yeah. the overall experience. It's just amazing just to see, like, the graphics, the gaming, the interaction, the people, the energy. It's it's, it's a heightened thing. And, I, I, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it myself. It's the second year I've gone. Um, last year was more of a, of a hardware um, console release 
type yeah. of E3 because you had the new you know Xbox and new PlayStation. This year was more of a, a gaming E3. So right. just to see kind of like the diversity between the two, ju- you know, juxtaposing last year to this year. It was interesting just to see, like, the evolution of some of the games that they were promoting last year that are actually out now. Yeah. And then some of the games that are coming out, you know, in the future. It's, it's just cool, man. It's, it's cool very, stuff. I agree. It's very cool. It was, it was an interesting time, though, because, you know, last year we had them a lot of, like, what, here's what's going to happen with these consoles. Next gen, they're coming. Next gen's right, right. coming. And there was really not much available other than sort of, like, buzzing about what this next gen could be yeah um then obviously in the between e3s we have the announcement of all these next gen mm-hmm. consoles the release of them so playstation 4 mm-hmm. uh you know um xbox mm-hmm. one um and so we had all so that all happened between e3s so this one and then the big the big story here is that both consoles kind of were released and kind of hit with a thud right. a little bit. They were both kind of like, eh. and so in fact, Xbox and Microsoft has been sort of reinventing itself on the fly, trying to you know make up for the the, the, the sales. For now, sure, um, PlayStation's been doing okay sales wise, but they've both dipped off considerably. Um, they're talking about price drops and other things. So, but I think that's typical. You know, usually when a new console drops. Um, you know, within the first year, the price is going to be pretty high, and then you know, the following year, you know, it's going to it's kind of going to taper down a little bit to get more you know consumer base. But um, I think that uh, I don't know. I, I think that you know, this holiday season, we talked about this all the time on the show. I think fourth quarter, the sales of both of these consoles yeah. are going to be incredible. It's going to skyrocket. Well, that's what we <laughs> saw. What we saw at this E three was an announcement of a lot of next gen console games, right? And a lot of these games aren't coming out until. Uh, till fall, mm-hmm. until in, until fall or November, and so they're all sort of prepping there. And well, let, let's unpack this. So you know, Microsoft has got a couple announcements. Microsoft's big announcements is really they, they were games, right? They're talking about um, you know Sunset Overdrive, uh, you know, which which Sunset Overdrive is this sort of like fun adventure, um, you know, park parkour meets I don't know what game. But it won all kinds of awards. It, look, it, it looks amazing. It's just this sort of like fun jump around game, which takes advantage of um, the the next gen graphics and stuff. But like, uh, but Halo Master Chief was a big was a big announcement that, that that's coming for um, the Halo Master Chief Collection, which are going to release all, all four, yeah, all, all the Halos in one yeah. box set, um, all the map packs, everything you ever know. They're all all sort of remastered, if you will. For um for the for next gen right right so oh, go speaking ahead. of Halo I was just disappointed in terms of I thought there would be more uh, promotion for the Halo Five I thought I thought it was very minimal well, there wasn't it wasn't it's not ready yeah. it? and and, and yeah, it's it's not until 2015 yeah and I feel like that they have learned lessons from really like you can't really get two people they they mentioned it they got small mention exactly but they're like their 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 thing is like hey we're gonna give you this Halo box set to hold you over right until you the know five we get drops. To there so you can yeah. actually Play through all these remastered. Play through all the map packs remastered. You know, and, and, and I, I, I will do that. Actually, <laughs> I will do that. I like the idea of that. I mean, it, it, I feel a little ripped off that they're going to get more of my money for five games that I already bought, but uh, or four games that I've already purchased. But you know, I'll take it. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Um, uh, the Forza, t- you know, uh, the new Forza game, which is, look, look, looks great. Uh, Forza Horizon Two um, that actually has a car out there, of course, and that all happened. Um, Crackdown, which looked great. Um, yeah, they, 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 Microsoft had some really great looking games, but you know, not. I, I didn't feel. I feel like that the, the Microsoft proprietary games were just kind of like again. Meh. I mean, really, they have, they have Forza, Halo. They this new thing they launched, uh, Sunset Overdrive, which looks great, but that's kind of it. Play, uh, Nintendo, on the other hand, um, 
you know, they, they announced that all, all their franchises, Super Smash Brothers, um, Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, Star Fox, like, um, all, all of their, all of their stuff is, is sort of, um, you know, being announced. And, you know, Nintendo's hanging in there. I mean, they, they've got, they had some problems, you know, in terms of keeping up. They don't have a big splash. They're still rocking the 3DS and the, and the, and the, and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they they saw their loyal supporters, and they 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 know who they know who who their um, their market is and what their games are, and they're when they're with it. Um, and then lastly, Sony. Sony's you know, PlayStation has some great looking games, man. I don't know that you know they uh, you know a little bit again. All their franchises are coming back. A little big, little big uh, planet uh, mm-hmm. three Un- Uncharted four, which looks like. A movie, yeah, you know, as it always does, but even more so in next gen. Dark Souls, um, Dark Souls, uh-huh. but they have this thing called the Order um, 1886, which has been, you know, long talked about. It's this sort of like steampunk shoot 'em up thing, kind of like you know, um, Bioshock Infinite, but darker. And that game is probably the best looking game I saw in the entire. Thing and I'm not, I'm not even a PlayStation guy. Well, the I know entire we're gonna, I, thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Ooh, I know what you're gonna say. That's heavy in the entire <laughs> show. It's the best looking game I saw. With, with, a, with a very close second being Call of Duty. Okay, the new Call of Duty. Man, that, I, to be honest, for me, out of all the things I saw, like yeah. the Call of Duty looked the most amazing. That thing looks incredible. <laughs> I Man. can't even. I can't even wrap my head around. Like that's a game. Yeah, like, it looks like a movie. It looks like, like a movie. The next gen. They really stepped up that next gen stuff. And the, in the demo we saw, we saw a couple of private demos as well. And the demo that we were able to see, we, uh, the, the, you know, Idris Elba, you know, is uh, one of the stars of the game, and he does this sort of demo where he walks up and talks about like all the features, mm-hmm. and you can see his face, you can see sweat, you can see his eyes dilating. Yeah, but like the details from that demo was just incredible. Like yeah. Even like the background, like the shadowing, the colors, everything was just, just immaculately plotted out. And I, and that, that's what's impressive to me as a filmmaker, just like how they presented it, almost like a film. Just yeah. like the shots, the composition, <clears throat> like the storyboard, right. like all of that, like the, the writing, it's just all specific and all like really you know strategic it gets it gets better and better i mean every year they, they're really good at these games but man the the the, the cinematic quality of some some of these games are, are really really incredible um especially like you know the, the new so the new game um that i'm also excited about is destiny which mm-hmm. is bungie's new game uh and bungie's famous for you know bringing us the whole halo series you know halo yeah. was bungie and, and it was fantastic. They did a great job with it, and 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 they handed it over to another company, um, to Xbox's own sort of like in-house company there. But but Bungie has created this thing, Destiny. Now they spent their whole they spent about you know, you know years and years and years developing and perfecting the mythology around Halo, and and, and it made them billion dollars. You know, what I mean, so so it made them billions of dollars. And so now what they've done is. They decided to to say we're going to do it again. They're creating a whole another world and a whole another mythology around this thing, Destiny. And they're betting heavily on it. Yeah. I mean, and they've got. I mean, they've got like. I mean, the the game, the game itself costs about about five hundred million dollars to develop. Now, that's bigger than any film, any yeah. film ever. There's no but there's no five hundred million dollar film. Right. You know, Lord of the Rings, whatever it is, Star Wars. You know, is not spending five hundred million dollars. Well, actually, on actually, I mean, you collectively add those production budgets for that for those franchises, you might get there. 
collectively yeah. talk about franchise. We're talking about one on a one game release. Yeah. You know, five hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. So and they'll make it back that first within the first hour. I'm it's sure. Crazy. But it's 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 open world. It's 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 a lot of things happening. They're creating this whole mythology. And what their plan is is to have this game continue on, not unlike Halo, for ten years. It's a right. ten year franchise they're planning. So I mean, it's just interesting from a business standpoint for Bungie to say we're going to take all of our Halo money. And get set right up yeah. and dump it back into this franchise, which will set our company up for the next ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how what games will look like in ten years. I don't know. What, I don't know what we'll be playing Destiny Eight on. Yeah. In, you know, in eight years it from might now, be but, no controllers. Yeah, I mean, it might be all in your in your head. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting to think. But but I did see a little bit of that game, and it looks it looks amazing, and it looks. Uh, you know, storyline they'll set in the distant future. You know, and uh, it it's, has all the stuff aliens alien had, but it's, it's a little, little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of uh, Halo. Man. So we'll see. I think I think Joe, that's a good point too that you made. Like, what will video games look like ten years from now? Because if you just if you you know turn around and look over your shoulder in the past, what video games looked like ten years ago? Yes. Like, man, like we've come an incredibly long way, and just I mean, every year it just seems like you know these huge technological jumps and advancements. We're talking about a decade from now. Like it's going to be crazy. It's gonna I can't. Be crazy. Even, I just remember the stuff that was blowing my mind ten years of ten years ago at E3. Like literally blowing my mind yeah. is on my iPhone. Now, right. That's you crazy. know. So it's like the, the 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 stuff I was seeing that was just like this is incredible. <laughs> and now I'm like, like it's Err. Monday. You do it every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got like fifteen apps and like that on my iPhone. So yeah, I mean. It'll be interesting to see what I have no idea because everything I saw, I, I, it's one of these years where I felt like, okay, from a from a graphic standpoint, some of these games, like I said, uh, uh, Call of Duty, uh, this 1886, also Madden, Madden 15 was spectacular. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I'm a football fan, mm-hmm. I'm a Madden guy. But I mean, I've never seen a Madden look, look like, so clean, it, right? It looked like super clean. It looked it, that they taking full advantage yeah. early on of, of the next gen Conrad. Yeah. Now we saw it rerun on PS PS4, which which says something. I wonder if they, it, it they didn't have any running on Xbox One, which makes me nervous because I'm an Xbox guy, obviously. But uh, they ran it on PS4 and it looked amazing. Yeah. Literally, back talk about beads of sweat. You know, um, yeah, it, it looked like you're watching watching the game for sure. And one of the things we we talked to. Um, the uh, I mean we, we we'll, we'll get this sound. we have the sound for you but we'll get the sound for you um next week but we have we talked to um the creative director of of uh, gameplay it's so funny they have so many like developers and so many programmers that work on these games um one of the things one of the guys we talked to is a creative director of gameplay it's one guy who has forty five people working under him. That- that was an amazing thing. To finish your point, but I, I mean, that, I wanted to hit that point too. Just like the infrastructure, the behind, infrastructure behind you know, building a game, like from, like like you said, the programmers, the developers, the designers, the writers. Well, you're talking like, about you, so you, you break down. You know, you have Electronic Arts as a company, you know, which is massive, and then within within EA structure, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> within EA structure, you have uh, uh, EA Sports, right? And then with the EA Sports, you have Madden, right? The yeah. Madden team. So the Madden team is massive, right? Super. It, it's so massive that they have department heads. They have probably about you know about fifteen to twenty department heads of uh, on Madden. It's crazy. And this guy uh, 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 Rex was a creative director of gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking, and so and, and and under Rex, he has about a team of forty five people. <laughs> So this guy's one job is to, to make manage. sure that the that the, yeah. that the gameplay is 
at the at, at its highest level. It's crazy. And to do that, he has a team of four or five people. So anyway, that that blew my mind. Because yeah. then we talked to oh, I'm I'm head of helmets. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the <laughs> I'm cleats. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm the cleat guy. You know, but uh, anyway, but yeah. So one of the things he told us was that. They they actually hired went out and hired finally said forget it hired a bunch of people from NFL films the people who, who do those great NFL films for over the years and and, and do hard knocks yeah consult and to yeah, consult and actually and actually shoot stuff right so they went out and used their cinematography and their angles and incorporated and into the game incorporated right. the game and it makes such a huge difference because when you're watching those cutaways and you're watching all that stuff it looks like yeah, those, NFL films those nuances and those 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 subtleties are important that's what makes right. you know you have an affinity towards it because it makes it real life yeah and like i mean i think that's a smart move to be able to do that they, they do that with like the call of duty joints too like yeah. the, they'll film like real military soldier dudes and, 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 and real cinematographers exactly. and real people go do all yeah. that stuff what's well, this was interesting for me because the simple fact that um, you know, they, they, EA over the years says, I remember they, when they first did the cutaways, they did the, the TV style broadcast. I remember when that happened and there was essentially take the, tell, watch a television broadcast and emulate those shots. So right. It's more of just like a, you know, some like, like, like technical director on a switcher. Like they would they'd emulate the shots that they would see and it still felt pretty real. For sure. But this <laughs> feels, you yeah, know, you in there, you in there. It's a whole nother level. Anyway, um, I, I, I got off on that point. It's but, all good. Are you, uh, are you a Mortal Kombat fan? Were you a Mortal Kombat fan? Yes, I was. Um, but not I didn't go super ham with Mortal Kombat. I mean I was kinda I, I was kinda like probably two layers deep. I know I know people who were like deep, deep, deep. Were you you were you one of those dudes? I was one of those dudes. I mean I, I couldn't, you know um, being that they're bringing the back Mortal Kombat ten, yes. like it's gonna be cool, man. Well all those fights, they, you know, Killer Instinct, we, yep. we played a little of that. Uh yeah. <laughs> love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you love what do you like about it? No? No, uh, no, I do love it. Okay. <laughs> um, I've always I grew up with it as a kid, so uh-huh. I played it religiously. For and sure. um I know that uh when when kids are younger they're not supposed to be playing it because it's so violent. <laughs> but I've always thought that the um the programming and how they figure out how to do the, the, the different finishing techniques. Yeah. That always threw me for a loop because the fact that they can sit there and go, Okay, we have to program to make this character rip the spine from right. <laughs> here or do that and as a martial artist it's always kind of cool to see how they take actual movements and then kind of amp it up yeah to make yeah. someone's head fall off yeah or, yeah or you know use their you know their spleen as like a whip or something like that just, <laughs> i always thought it was cool so well yeah, yeah it, it, it is it is it is cool thank you it is cool it's like you know um Say the 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 next gen graphics. Talk about the violence and next gen graphics. I mean, we'll see how that is because it's a very violent game. Always has been violent. Yeah, super. But um, all those fighting games are fantastic. Uh, Batman Arkham, it, it, Arkham. Uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but the, the new Batman Arkham Arkham Knight. Yeah. Arkham Knight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Is 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 out and uh, is was announced and it had the, the full size Batmobile and that was very cool and that looks great with pursuit mode and combat mode and turning the Batmobile into a tank and and Batman in combat mode was really cool. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. There, there was tons of tight sights and sounds. What was what was what was your favorite thing that you saw? Call of Duty, man, hands down. Really, you just that, that, you're it was on dope, that. man. Like. I mean, just like I already hit the point from right. a, from, from a cinema, cinematographer's perspective, just how the game was put together, how it looked, the textures, the storyline, just the feel of it. Like I was fully entrenched. Like it, right. I was like watching a, a movie, and like man, I mean, 
I'm not that I'm not as heavy as you into video games, but right. that made me want to go buy everything yeah. like today, right <laughs> yeah, now. No, it's like a, for real, <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, like, and I, and I play those. And what's what's cool about those two? What they do is they do a really good job of like a blend of as you as a first person shooter, you know, d- directing the action. Like sometimes you you can look wherever you want and go wherever you want as right. you're controlling the thing. But also do a good job in the cutscenes of suddenly doing a cutscene where like they're let, they're controlling it and you see stuff and they bring you back in. Yeah. It's just very very well done, yeah. very well shot. But um, yeah, and, also, and that's set in the future, so there's definitely a future. The, the tech in that game is, is, is incredible. Um, what I mean, what else? What did you see besides besides Call of Duty? Um, so, so I went, you know, I went, you know, we went with you know our friend Ryan Hollins. It was just fun, you know, just hanging out and just you know being able to you know kind of like play with some of the the installations there. Like I mean, aside from aside from the video games, just like the installations and like you get to you know become a character with some of the things, yes. like playing with uh, some of the the soldier guys from Call of Duty. Yep. That was yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Um, just, just the the overall visual stimulation, just being on the floor and just yeah. seeing all the lights and sounds, and just a lot of cool stuff. Like, I mean, for yeah. those of you who haven't been to, it's like you know, I, I, I'm always amazed the amount. I don't say the amount of money they spend, but like, when we're talking about a booth, we're talking about the Xbox booth. We're talking about something that is, you know, <laughs> we're t- we're talking something that's like you know, sixty thousand square feet, seventy thousand yeah. square feet. I mean, it's like huge. It, it's not just a booth. You, you can know? run. A, you can run a few laps. In yes, it. <laughs> it's, it, it's massive, and so in fact. So big that that hall, the the South Hall really only held like three or four five you know, brands. Nintendo, uh, Xbox, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation, and like two other people because yeah. because they were so huge. Um, and they also did a thing this year, which um, which they did the last two years, which is new, is they have made their booths enclosed. Right. So before it was kind of open, it was like PlayStation. You can kind of see a bunch of screens. Yeah. And the, the layout was different over over the years. Yeah. It was always massive, and you can play all their games in one thing. This year, the when you have to walk into the the Microsoft area, yeah. you know, into the Xbox area, like like it's 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 its own environment. Absolutely, and I like the that's smart though. I like that because it's very it's more immersive. Same for thing sure. with PlayStation, they'll walk into the PlayStation yeah. environment, be in that world, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be distracted by PlayStation when you're in Xbox, right. so close it off. And that seems to be the thing across the board with yeah. everyone. Where it's like it's, it's it's locked up, closed off. Whatever you, whatever you're going, you have to walk into this place mm-hmm. and you're immersed in that world. Whether it be uh, for a game, mm-hmm. you know, or or for for um, a console, so. Um, so, what, are you more optimistic about these consoles now that you've seen? You know, now, now that you've seen. What, so let's start with Xbox. You more, you know, absolutely. I think you know, you know, stated it multiple times. I, I feel that you know, the tail end of this year, 2014, and next year is going to be explosive for the for the gaming industry. I feel like you know the the, the amount of money that will be made will, will be. Heavy, super heavy. Right. Um, and just at, and just speaking personally, I mean, like this E three really made me want to buy everything. Like I want to, I want to invest wow. more into the video game world. I feel like I'm missing out. And I, like just seeing like the sophistication of everything. Like we we talk technology all day, but like really like taking a step back and looking at what was put in to make this. Like it's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, you know, the what what the consoles do. So you know, obviously you have all these. These next gen consoles, you have a lot of third party developers that develop for all, all all consoles. But then you have this cool thing where you know Microsoft games are only you can't play Halo on PlayStation, you right. can't play Destiny, on, you know you can't play some of these games on on PlayStation. Either, right? either or, right? You, yeah. you can't play Uncharted, you know. Yeah. So some of these games have franchises that are exclusive to those things, and I gotta say, 
some of that PlayStation stuff, man, that Uncharted and the 1886, it made me want to go buy a PlayStation. Man, that's what I'm saying. Just, just to be buy just, it all. I know. <laughs> well, Ryan, I had this conversation. I'm like, because I, I, I still haven't got my Xbox One yet, uh, and I, and I will not buy a PlayStation Four just to buy <laughs> one. So, uh, but I'm really thinking about getting both. I but don't see, know. The, the thing is, man, when are you gonna have the time to play them? That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I just got, I just got a new TV, and I, I I've been I hooked up the old, my old Xbox. Because I want to just play on my yeah, yeah. brand new TV, my high resolution TV, and I still haven't done it. Man, speaking of TVs, not to not to you know derail our our video game yeah. conversation, but have you? I mean, we haven't talked about it on the show yet, but have you seen the curved uh, TVs commercials? No, you haven't seen them yet. The commercials? Yeah, no. Oh, they're up and running, man. Okay, so, yeah. they're, 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 so they're here. Oh, they're yeah, here. They're okay, here. From, from CES. Yep. All right. Well, you can go. You can cop one of those for a cool. Whatever it is, yeah. uh, five cool. figures, yeah. <laughs> cool ten thousand right, dollars. Right, right. yeah. I don't know. They're, I mean, they're cool, but uh, do they have the ones that curve that yep. that that that, that yep. flat and yep. curve and curve okay. both. Yep. All right, that's interesting. It's from Samsung. Uh, I did buy a Samsung, but I did not buy that. Okay, and, and I did not buy the four K, which, which I really wanted to, but I didn't. Cool. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we got. I think that's it for us, man. Like, we'll let's um, you know, we'll come back next week. Um, we'll play a little sound from that. Oh, we did. Uh, well. We had an interview with Troy Baker, you know, who is, uh, we didn't talk about Troy. Troy Baker is the voice of a thousand video games, and he's like the Brad Pitt of video games. I mean, we'll I'll, probably run that next week. Yeah, we'll yeah. run next week, because uh, he, he's, uh, he's, he's a big star. He, he, talk, he was kind of talked to us for a long time. Um, and, yo, for, for those of you that listen, like, honestly, like, this is uh, it's not a sales pitch, but if you have the opportunity next year to go to E3, you know, put it on the calendar and go. It's, it's a really dope experience. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so thank you, uh, Akili. Where can we find you otherwise? You can find me at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I Shine on Instagram and Twitter. And what about you, sir? You where where find, you at? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. I'm on Instagram Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. And um, that's it. We'll see you next week on Geek Nerd Tech. There it is. <laughs>